Good morning. I want to welcome you to our worship services this morning. Good to see each of you here. And if you're visiting with us, I want to say thank you for being here and invite you back to be with us again when you're able to. I know we have uh, several that are still here visiting from the holidays that will be heading home either today or, or very soon. And many of our college kids will be going back to college soon. And uh, we have some of our members that are still out of town will be traveling back, so we hope everyone has safe travels back home and we'll be praying for that. Uh, just a reminder at this time, if you would, silence your cell phones, we'd appreciate that. And also, just a reminder, if you haven't done so, to uh, pick up the Rome Journal bulletin out in the uh, foyer. Dave will have all of our announcements and uh, upcoming activities and prayer list uh, additions uh, at the end of our services. So it's hard to believe that we are at the end of 2023, the last day of 2023, it's always a good time to, uh, to reflect back on the year and just to uh, remember all the blessings that God has bestowed upon each of us as well as the church as a whole. Also, um, it's a good time as, as we look forward to 2024 to, to you know, make goals and, and look kind of where we're at. We do that personally. We always look at that from, from a health standpoint, maybe want to exercise more or eat better. But let's not forget to do that uh, from a spiritual standpoint as well. And the theme for, uh, for the church for 2024 is going to be devoted. We came up with this at our men's meeting a few months ago, this idea of being devoted. And it comes from Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And when the early church was just being formed and, and um, members were being added, souls were being added, uh, it says that they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And by practicing these spiritual disciplines, it allowed the early church to, uh, to grow spiritually as well as in numbers. So uh, I think this is a good verse that we can all lean into um, as a church this year as well as individually as we're looking for ways that we can continue to grow and become closer to God. So as we prepare to worship our God this morning, let's go to him in prayer. Father in heaven, we come to you at this time, Father, thanking you for this, another day of life that you've blessed us with. We thank you for the ability and the opportunity to be here this morning to worship you, Father. We thank you for all the many blessings that you give us, Father, for your grace and, and your love. And we thank you most of all for your son, Jesus, Father, that uh, you sent here to, to live and to teach and and to die for each of us, Father, to take away our sins and give us that hope of eternal life. Father, we thank you for all the blessings that you've given us this past year um, as a church family, as, as individuals. And, and Father, we ask your blessings upon 2024 that we can do our part, Father, to continue to, to grow spiritually, to lean into you, to study your word, to pray more. And we just pray that you'll bless our, our church here, that we can reach more people in our community and bring more people to know you, Father. Father, be with our worship services this morning. We pray that everything we do pleases you. 
We pray for those that are unable to be here, Father, that are dealing with various health issues. We ask your healing hand be on them and, and be with their family members and comfort them as, as only you can. Father, we ask that you would forgive us when we do fall short and sin against you. And it's through Jesus we pray these things. Amen. Please stand for our first song. First hymn this morning, number 836, The Great Redeemer. <clears throat> Thank you. 
Michelle. Next hymn this morning, number 222, He Will Pilot Me. 222. After this hymn, Brother Nathan Payne will have our scripture reading and prayer. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today as a group of individuals with one, with one heart and with one mind, that is to praise your high and holy name. We're so thankful, Heavenly Father, for all of the many gifts you've given us from this new day of life, to spend in your creation for the sunshine, for the chance to get together with uh, 
with friends and loved ones to worship you. Love, or Father, we know that all good things, all of our blessings come from you. We pray that as we are gathered here today that our worship will be pleasing to you, that we remember all the, where all of our blessings come from, and we strive to never take them for granted. Lord, there are many on our hearts and minds, those struggling with sickness, struggling with you know, grief, with all kinds of things that weigh them down. We ask that you be with them, comfort them, give them strength, give them peace as only you can grant. We ask that you be with us as we continue this worship service, as in a moment we turn and, and focus on your son and the sacrifice that he did for us because he loved us, considered us friends, worthy of laying down his life. We ask that you be with Chris as he presents the lesson later. We ask that you help him to remember the things that he has studied and help, them to, help him to present them in a clear and concise way so that if there is one here today who has never put you on in baptism, has never accepted you as their Lord and Savior, that they do so now before it's everlastingly too late. We ask that you be with all those throughout the world who gather in your name, who do so in fear and in hiding, you know, the threat of persecution that surrounds them. We ask that you keep them safe, help them to spread their, your message throughout all regions of the world. We ask, Lord, that as we are here in this, in this building, in this country, free of persecution and, and able to worship and practice your love freely and unmolested that we uh, are bold and are in proclaiming the good news of your son to this to this world may us not you know, help us not to be timid and help us to to help spread your message to all ends of the earth so that all might come to know your love and your peace we ask that you be with all those serving our country, who are in distant lands fighting for, to preserve the ideals of freedom that we enjoy so much, keep them safe and bring them home. We ask, Father, that you be with the, those who serve their communities, in police and fire, those who serve uh, through various levels of government. We ask that you just be with their hearts and minds, help them to understand, you know, how we ought to live for you and help to guide their, their minds when they decide laws that they, that they look to you for guidance. For all of our blessings, Lord, we're, we are eternally grateful. We ask that you be with us, keep us, forgive us when we go wrong. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This morning's scripture reading will be from the book of Proverbs. If you'd like to turn with me, I'll be in Proverbs chapter 29, and I'll be reading verses 18 through 19. Proverbs 29, 18, and 19. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Servants cannot be corrected by mere words. Though they understand, they will not respond.
text him this morning, number 203. Hallelujah, what a Savior. 203. <clears throat> Hallelujah, what a Savior. We're here to commemorate the memory of him, to give honor to where honor is due. I want to speak this morning about justice and mercy. Those are two leadership qualities that everybody should have, all leaders. The two basic types, justice and mercy. Some of them, some of the leaders have a combination of both. Some of the leaders really lean heavily on the justice part. And some leaders lean heavily on the mercy part. For example, a general in a war is mission oriented. That's the justice part. He has to get that job done to get his job done and at whatever cost it takes. But you go down the ranks, down into the company level, into the platoon level, and even into the squad level. 
where you've got a sergeant who's trying his best to keep his men safe and accomplish the mission. Hard to do. Look at two people in the, in the New Testament. Two examples of this. Paul. His job was to get the job done, wasn't it? Take the word to the Gentiles. Preach to them and teach them. When he and Barnabas and John Mark left to go on the missionary journey, John Mark backed off and went home. And Paul had no mercy on him. Barnabas did. The second missionary journey, Paul took Silas instead of Barnabas, but Barnabas took John Mark. John Mark benefited from the mercy that Barnabas offered him. Let's go even one step back further. When Paul was a new convert and the church did not accept him, they were scared to death of him. Who gave Paul mercy? Barnabas. Where would Paul be without that mercy? Jesus has both of those leadership qualities. He defeated death. He gained the mission. He did his job. Whatever it took. But it took his life to do that, which is mercy on our part. Jesus was the best leader ever. He combined the two, justice and mercy. He paid the price for me and you to become children of God. He's the best leader of all time. He accomplished his agenda and accomplished our salvation too. Let's go to God in prayer. Kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the sacrifice that Jesus made, the death that he went through, the suffering that his body endured. Father, we thank you for his love for us and your love that permitted that to happen. Bless us, Father, as we partake of this bread that represents his broken body. In his name we pray. Amen.
go to God in prayer again, please. Father, we come around your table appreciating so much what you've done for us. Father, for allowing your son to be crucified on the cross and shedding his blood and the fact that that blood washes away our sin. Father, we thank you that through his efforts, we have become your child and that we can call you Father. Bless us as we partake of this cup. Help us to remember the shed blood and appreciate our Lord. In his name we pray. Amen. come now to a part of our service that we as members of this congregation are responsible 
for conducting, and that is our contributions to see that the work of the church here can go on on a daily and weekly basis. I want to read something from Hebrews chapter 13. About our responsibility. Through him, then, let us continually offer up the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Our singing and our praying, our thoughts. And do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. That's our responsibility. That's why we give so the church can do these things. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you've given us so abundantly that we have excess and that we can give back. Father, we ask your continued blessings, but we ask that you would work on our hearts and help us to always give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all please stand. We'll sing hymn number 400, Living by Faith, hymn number 400. <clears throat> so at this time, the young children may go to the children's Bible hour. <coughs> I Thank you. 
Invitation hymn for this morning, number 208. He is able to deliver thee. 208. Brother Chris. I like whitewater rafting. I've been a couple times. Uh, when I was younger, we used to, uh, I grew up in Tennessee, and so we used to go to the Okoye River in uh, East Tennessee, and there's some pretty hard hitting rapids there. In fact, in the early 2000s, that's where they held the, uh, the, the Water Olympics. Um, on that river, they did uh, the, the Olympics uh, that needed water, I guess, uh, happened on that river. Uh, and so there are class three and class four rapids on the Okoy River. I love it. I've been several times. Um, I've never done class five rapids. They're pretty hard hitting. I've never done class six. And I'm, I would love to talk to you. If you've done class six rapids, I, I want to have a conversation with you afterwards. There's not a ton um, of Class 6 rapids in the entire world. As a matter of fact, um, the, the one that I'm aware of in the United States is at um, Niagara Falls. Uh, there where the, the whirlpools and the wall, the, the waterfall happens and the whirlpools. And those, are, those are Class 6 rapids. They're extraordinarily dangerous. Uh, you, can, you can die very, very quickly, very easily if you get caught in one of those rapids unprepared. In fact, uh, during our time on the Okoy River, we were instructed, there's, a, there's a, a guy that is in the boat with you, and he tells you when to row and when to pull back, and which side should row and when to row hard. Um, but if you're not paying attention, and he tells you this, if you're not paying attention when you're in the boat, you got to be listening to this guy's voice, <clears throat> because what, when he says, row hard, you need to row hard. You're committed by that point, and if you're not willing to row hard, it's just as hard as you can go, bad things could happen. There, there have been serious injuries uh, on these rivers, and 
Uh, I've been wanting to go to the New River Gorge and, and, and do the rapids there, and so maybe, maybe we'll do that sometime. Um, but if you're not paying just extra close attention, you can get hurt very, very seriously. If you're not committed in motion, things can go south very quickly. Our theme for next year is devoted, and we're looking at uh, Acts chapter 2, where the, uh, the scripture says uh, that the early church was devoted to four different things. They were devoted to fellowship. That's one of the central things that we're keying in on this year. They were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to the Lord's Supper, the breaking of the bread there. He, he means the Lord's Supper. And so they were devoted to that. They were devoted to prayer. And they were devoted to the Apostles' Doctrine, also known as Scripture. So over the next year, we're going to talk a lot about those four topics. I think we've got a pretty good grasp on being devoted to Scripture. You understand, of course, that it's inspired and that you need to live by these things. We'll talk more about that in 2024. You understand, of course, that we need to be devoted to the Lord's Supper. We observe this incredible feast every single week. And in order to remember Jesus' sacrifice and to celebrate His coming return. You know that we need to be devoted to prayer and how essential this discipline is. We know that we need to be devoted to fellowship as well. It's one of the places we struggle, though, I think. So we're going to spend more time focusing on fellowship because that is a, a weak area, one of those four areas uh, were weaker for us. I think fellowship may be it. We, we struggle to be together because we, we've separated. In American society, we, we are apart almost by necessity. And so looking at ways to reunify, to be together like they were together, that's one of the things that we'll focus on in 2024. As I was thinking about this this uh, this whole year, this coming year, I've been working on this for for months now, uh, and the direction that we wanted to go, things that we needed, that we wanted to think about, one thought crossed my mind not too long ago, and I thought, I've never, I've never thought that, and so maybe you've never thought that either, but the question is, why be devoted at all? We're spending a whole year talking about devotion, but maybe we need to back up and, and think, why should I be devoted at all? Flip over to Exodus chapter 24. Exodus chapter 24. We spent our time in our Bible class this morning here in Exodus chapter 24. Making this, this singular point. Exodus chapter 24. Why be devoted at all? As God meets Israel. They're brand new to Him. Um, or at least... He's brand new to them. They don't, they don't know him all that well. They've not spent an inordinate amount of time with him. They don't, they don't know his laws. Um, they're going to. That's coming. Um, and by Exodus 24, they're, they're on their way. They've heard the Ten Commandments, and they're beginning to get to know him. But what I want you to see here is the people are not devoted, are they? And if you were in our Bible class this morning, you, re you recognize that, don't you? If you've ever read through this section of the book of Exodus, 
You recognize that, don't you? They're, they're not devoted. They, they may get there, and some of them will be devoted. You, you know Caleb and Joshua, of course, these are two devoted men. Aaron is probably devoted. Um, her, most likely, is devoted. But Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, they're not, are they? They want to break off and be able to do their own things, their own ways. And God's rules aren't really concerning to them, apparently. Because in Leviticus, they break those, those laws, those rules. And so devotion for this group of people, it seems like they think they have a choice in the matter. They don't. God has chosen them. And devotion is the only response. But they don't. They, they choose to not be devoted. They're almost, it's almost like they're in class six rapids in a boat with a bunch of their friends and they're, they're kind of half, half committed. They're kind of half listening and there's going to be consequences. Because anytime you're half committed, anytime you're half devoted, we don't even have words for, for that half devoted. It's, it's an oxymoron, isn't it? Half-hearted, lazy, lukewarm. These things, these words ought not exist, should they? But this, this idea of, of being half devoted, it always ends us up in trouble. If I'm halfway committed, I always end up in trouble. These guys in Exodus 24, they're there at the base of Mount Sinai. They're looking up and they're seeing the thunders and the lightnings going on top of the mountain. And you know what? God wants to be with them. He wants to, to be close to them. But they don't want to be close to Him. And so they pull back. They pull away. They, they create the distance between themselves and God. He wants distance. He wants to be just as close to them as possible. But they've created the distance between themselves and God. And they use the, the thunders and the lightnings as an excuse to back away still farther from Him. Do they know Him? In some respects, they know Him. Are they afraid of Him? Yes, they are afraid of him. That's, that's a good first step, right? The Bible talks about the fear of the Lord being a good thing. Are they afraid of him? Yeah, they're, they're afraid of him. But they're allowing that fear to push them farther away from, them, from him. But why? Because they're not devoted. They've chosen not to be devoted to him. And so this perversion... This, this, this lack of devotion, this half-commitment has resulted in the exact opposite. The intention of devotion is to draw us closer to God, right? To, to demand that in His presence more regularly and more transparently, we, we, we long to be in His presence, right? That's where you find Moses in Exodus 24. He is trucking up the mountain. Why? Because that's where God is, and that's where He wants to be. 
It's not where the people want to be. This, this half commitment that they've gotten accustomed to in such a short period of time, this half devotion that they're experiencing with God has resulted not in them staying right where they are, and it hasn't resulted in dragging them closer to Him, the intended purpose of devotion. It's actually resulted, this perversion has resulted in pushing Him farther away. That's what half commitment does. That's why being devoted, completely committed to Him is important because anything short of that almost pushes us away from Him. Let me show you another example. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, you meet a young man. He's probably a teenager. He doesn't know what God has in store for him, but incredible things are about to be done through him and for him. He's there because someone else has not followed through. They were not who God intended for them to be. This person that they're replacing is half committed. They're half-heartedly following God. They're half-way devoted to him. We're talking about David in 1 Samuel chapter 13. He's replacing King Saul. Saul has, for a while now, not been who God would have him to be. He's been half committed. He's been half devoted. And look what it's done. It's pushed him away. Look what the writer of Samuel says here in 1 Samuel 13, verse 14. But now your kingdom shall not continue. He's talking to, to Saul. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. God's looking for someone who, how does he phrase that to David? About David? Man after his own heart. Implying what about Saul? That Saul's not a man after God's own heart. He, he's not concerned with what God has to say. He's, he's half committed. He's half devoted. But the problem with that is this half devotion, it actually pushes you farther away from God. And so our intention next year is to, for all of us to say, jump in with both feet. Become more devoted. Because half-heartedly following actually pushes you farther and farther away from you. The longer you stay in that half-committed state, the farther and farther away from him you become until finally you're like Saul. God's commands don't seem to matter. Uh, you're like the children of Israel at the base of Mount Sinai where I don't want to be close to you. I don't want, I don't want to talk to you in prayer. I don't want you to talk to me through Scripture. I don't want a relationship with you. All you have is the fear the love component that we all long for only comes with devotion. You can get the fear by kind of half following, right? Hell's real, right? <laughs> we know this. You can get the fear of God 
by kind of halfway following, half-heartedly following, being halfway committed. You can get the fear of him, but you'll never find the love of him for him by dipping your toe in the water. You only find that kind of relationship with complete devotion. That's what we're talking about in 2024. And here's how we're going to approach it, I think. Um, Starting next Sunday, we're going to start a series on Genesis. And we're looking at uh, the way Genesis is outlined. So there's four major events and there's four major people in the book of Genesis that you need to know about. The four major events are the formation, right? Creation. Uh, Then you've got the fall, Adam and Eve's sin. You've got... Um, the uh, <laughs> this, is, this is tricky, right? So the fall, the formate. Well, okay, <laughs> I'm prepared for this. I just didn't have it in my notes. Um, the fall, the the flood, and the fallout. Right? The fallout's the Tower of Babel. The flood, uh, obviously, is the flood. So those are the four major events that happen in the Book of Genesis, and there's it's. That's the way Moses outlines the book of Genesis. And so we need to think through what each one of those events means for us and how we can be devoted from the very beginning. There's four main characters in the book of Genesis. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. All four of these men exemplify in their own ways a different aspect. So throughout the next couple of months, January and February, we're going to look at those stories from the book of Genesis as we, we kind of get a, a, a mountaintop view of, of that book. Later on in the year, we're going to talk about what it means to be devoted as a family and individuals, um, how they prioritize their life, what they value. Those are the kind of things that we, we need to talk about. Um, this is an election year. You're probably familiar with that. And so toward the end of the year, we're going to talk about how we conduct ourselves uh, in an election year, and some things that we need to be reminded of during the, this tumultuous time, um, some things that we can keep in mind that will help us keep our mind and our faith during this season. And then toward the end of the year, we're going to talk about Timothy, um, but we're calling it Timothy me because it means something to you. First Timothy is obviously a book written by to his young protege, Timothy, he's a preacher, right? And so these are notes from a preacher to a young preacher. But what does it mean to you? It means all the world to you. So grab First Timothy this year, grab Genesis this year, and be reading through these books multiple times. Let this soak into you, um, and you're going to find so much richness here as we try to be more devoted next year than we were this year. That's our Sunday mornings. That's not all of our Sunday mornings, but it's some of them. On Sunday nights, we're doing a variety of things on Sunday nights. Um, I'm going to do one of these uh, throughout the, like, we'll do something on the, the first Sunday night of the month and something else on the second, something else on the first Sunday night of the month. And these these are some of the things that we're going to cover. Um, we're doing this questions Asking for a friend, uh, finding answers to tough questions. Uh, We'll do this a couple times throughout the year, this coming year. Uh, It's kind of like what we've been doing the last couple weeks. Um, But 
uh, spread out throughout the year on Sunday nights. There'll be a box back in the back that you can put those questions in. When you think of the question, drop it in there. When I get around to this series, I'll go check them out and we'll talk about those questions. We're also doing a series called Bewitched. Uh, it's from Paul's um, his term in uh, Galatians, who has bewitched you, oh Galatians. It's, it's a series on doctrinal things, doctrinal questions that, that we encounter, uh, not just uh, with our friends, but some questions that we possibly have about doctrinal things. And if we're talking about being devoted to Scripture, we need to know what Scripture says about these issues. And so Bewitched is going to help us think through some of those topics. Devoted people is going to be one of the other things that we study on a monthly basis. Again, these are, uh, we'll, we'll do the questions on the first Sunday and then the devoted people on the second Sunday and on down the line. So you'll see one of these about every once, every two months or so, maybe every three months. Um, but devoted people, we're going to look at some characters throughout Scripture that are devoted to the various things that we're trying to be devoted to this year. For example, Jonathan. He was devoted to his friendship with, uh, with David. And so we, we can understand something about fellowship as we study Jonathan and David's relationship. Some things that are helpful for us. And so we're going to look at several devoted people and learn, learn what we can learn from them. We're also doing something called bedtime stories. And for you guys that are parents, especially with young kids... Um, you might be interested in this. This is the only one that will run consecutively. Uh, so for, I think it's five uh, Sunday nights throughout the summer, uh, we're going to be talking about what these different stories um, might mean to your children. Uh, so what's the spiritual application of the little blue truck or green eggs and ham? Those are really coming. So I've put a lot of thought into those. I think they'll be beneficial not just for our kids, but also for us. There's some profound thoughts. Uh, in some of these, uh, these books that um, help us think through some spiritual things that we need to think through. Um, there it is. Uh, so one of the other things that I'm really excited about are the last Sunday night of the month for 2024. Um, I've been referring to them as Super Sundays in my head. That's not a great title, and I'm sorry, but that's how I've been thinking about them. But they're going to be... Uh, bigger, I guess, if we can think about it like that, than our normal Sundays even. Um, more, more intentional, I suppose, maybe is a better way to think about it, at least with the lessons. We're trying to be more intentional with these. Uh, and so the, the Sunday Bible class will be on a specific topic, as well as the AM and the, the 1 o'clock service will all be on that one topic. Um, so you're kind of looking at think maybe gospel meeting type topics or seminar type topics. One of those topics would be fellowship. Remember, we're devoted to being together. That's what fellowship means. It's, 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 a, it's a kindredness. It's a togetherness. And so, for example, uh, during the Bible class hour, we'll talk about what the biblical definition for a friend really is. How would the Bible define what a friend is? And then the AM lesson, we'll talk about five barriers to better fellowship and then the, the one, o'clock, 1 o'clock lesson will be three boosters for better fellowship. So make it a point to come to those, uh, those last Sunday night, of, or the last Sunday of the month, uh, Sundays. Those are going to be very special this year. 
Uh, discipleship is going to be another one of those last Sunday of the month Sundays. The Bible class, we're talking about tips and tricks for a regular devotional time. The AM lesson will be an, I'm calling it an autopsy of a dead church member. And then the one o'clock will be uh, talking about one thing you must do uh, to be a better disciple. And so those are opportunities for us to invite our friends. Those are also opportunities for us to, dry, uh, to dive deeper into the topic that we're trying to think through this year of being devoted and what that looks like and how, how can we do that? How can we do that better? So those are some of the topics I'm hoping to talk about this year. Just kind of wanted to use this time to give you a vision for where we were headed. Um, and, and so you can jump on board so you can be thinking <coughs> and looking forward to um, these dates. Some of these might change. Uh, and obviously this is not all of them. But uh, be looking forward to, to, to this and let's, let's plan and think and be devoted together. Um, that's kind of the, the word for the years, together. What can we do together? How can we be devoted together? So this morning, if you're not together, if you're not together with Christ, the way to be together with Him is to be baptized into His blood, to have your sins washed away at that point. That's the only way He's given for us to be together with Him. We want to be devoted. We want to be together with Him. The only way to do that is through baptism, to have our sins washed away, to put him on and to take up his cross and every single day follow him devotedly, not half-heartedly, but devotedly. Maybe you've made that decision this morning and you're struggling. Life can be difficult, especially a devoted life can be difficult. So if you're struggling, we want to pray for you that you can be everything that God would have you to be. If you have any need this morning, why don't you come as we stand and sing. No. 
Good morning, church family. Hope everyone is doing well this morning. If you're visiting with us, uh, we are glad you decided to worship with us this morning. If you can take a moment to fill a visitor card in front of you and place it in a black box, uh, we'd love to have a record of your attendance with us this morning. A couple announcements before we are dismissed. As a reminder, there's no potluck today. Uh, we'll just have 6 o'clock service. Um, and then uh, after our 6 o'clock service, Life Group 3 uh, will be hosting a game night for everybody. Um, please bring your favorite games, board games, card games, and also snacks. Um, uh, it should be a lot of fun, so everyone is welcome to come to that game night tonight. Um, also, there's no singing at Wingate uh, today. I uh, believe that there's probably an outbreak of COVID there. They've kind of locked things down at uh, Wingate, so there's no singing at Wingate uh, this evening at 2 o'clock. Um, also, um, Life Group 2, that's Gary Leap's Life Group, will be meeting for a brief meeting up front after morning services next Sunday to discuss upcoming events. Um, so that's Life Group 2, that's Gary Leap's Life Group. Also, the men serving uh, sheet is out on the foyer table for the month of January, so men, please take an opportunity to grab that sheet to see if you're serving for the month of January so Dickie doesn't have to track you down and give you that stare that uh, you try to run from every time. So, But um, please grab one of those sheets. Also, Blake and Mally are uh, taking up money for mission trip, mission trips uh, through Harding University. If you can help them out, uh, there's some information out on the foyer table or just ask Mally or Blake um, for any other information on that. Also, Stepping Stone Supper is January 3rd. Baked steak is on the menu, uh, and that all goes towards our mission fund. Also, Young at Hearts, January the 16th. We're planning on going to Armory um, that day. Updates are on a prayer list. Uh, remember, continue to keep the England family in your prayers. Uh, Miss England um, passed away last week. Uh, the funerals yesterday at Halls. Uh, Mary continue to keep um, that family in the prayers at this time. Um, also, uh, keep uh, Jim Wilgus and Jim Martin and Jackie Hutchison in your prayers as well as they battle their cancer and they go through their cancer treatments and keep the doctors who are taking care of them and the family members who are taking care of them at this time. Also, uh, Frank Harmon, uh, he, uh, he's a member at Greasy Ridge, and he has COVID, and um, he's asked for prayers. Uh, we're praying that uh, the COVID doesn't go to his lungs, so keep Frank Harmon in your prayers. And remember, continue to keep Friday Simpson in your prayers as well um, with her lung situation, and keep David Houck in your prayers as well um, as he's recovering from his recent knee surgery. That's all the announcements I have. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody again this evening at 6 o'clock. We'll sing one more song and be dismissed in prayer. Let's please stand again. We'll sing hymn number 236, His Yoke is Easy. We'll sing the first two verses, and then Brother Brian Warren will lead us in prayer. <clears throat>
me please. Father in heaven, we're thankful for this day, Father, and we're thankful for this opportunity we've had to come here this morning. Father, we pray that you would be with us the rest of this week. Father, help us to be the examples we need to be. Father, we're, we pray at this time for all those on the sick list. We pray that you'd be with them, be with the doctors and nurses that are tending to them. Father, as we begin this new year, we pray that we will keep you at the forefront. Father, Help guide us through this year. Thank you for everything you do for us. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Picture. I'll try to get a picture of me over ahead on the 